Christina, we're headed into the weekend with a little bit of heat. Yes. <laughs> Put some stank on it. And then I'll go to the lake. Don't forget to bring a towel. Thousands of flights being canceled all across the country due to weather delays, pilot and staffing shortages, and troubling number at gas stations this morning may not be the soaring per gallon rates, starting with five, sixes, or sevens. Airfares are up roughly 40%. Hotels up about 19%. And groceries up about 12% compared to last year. Suicide is the second leading cause of death for college students. Our next guest calls depression the family secret that everybody has. Anxiety and depression in young people is higher than it's ever been. As a parent, if you recognize something in your child, when do you bring them to the doctor and when is medication okay for a child? You want to get high? No. They tried 30 different interventions. The most effective one was to treat the parents. So if the parents are depressed, the children are going to get depressed. Wow. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. Welcome to Vida y Vino, brought to you by the bro. Taste this, boys. Uh, today joining us is a very special uh, welcome. Hello. Uh, today we're going to show you how the meat and potatoes are made. Joining me as always is uh, the big tech daddy himself, the face that runs the place, Louisa Boras. And my trusty co-host, the one and only motherfucking one legend. I had somebody host me by that name earlier this week, and I gotta say, it kind of gives you like a, few, a little bit of tingle in your stomach. Well, I still get my last name is pronounced every week, so. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's half the charm of Felonius over here. He yeah, mispronounces exactly. everything. Like, okay. I, I swear I was getting closer this week. Ro- wrote it down as Pavo, so it's easy to pronounce. <laughs> but you can you can go for my mother's maiden name every week. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Either one works. Wait, so Poraz is her maiden name? No, it's my last name. Okay. But it's just, yeah. You know what? I took all the difficulty out of it. <laughs> took all the difficulty out of it. Because he doesn't even say Poraz. He says Perez. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Really enunciates the R's too. And you're like, Perez. <laughs> yeah, it's the all about the pronunciation. That's right. Exactly. Pronunciation. What are we talking about today, Phil? Oh, my God. We're talking everything. We're going all over the place. We're talking about fun summer activities. We're talking about the rise of suicide. Well... I mean, that's not too fun, but it's in the news. And today, well, let's get things started. Today we're going back to a classic, a very delicious bottle of red wine by the name of Aluda. Aluado. Aluado. Aluado Alicante Boshi. Which is spelled uh, for any of our Braille listeners, A-L-U-A-D-O. Where does this wine come from? This wine uh, is uh, from Portugal. Uh, of oh, Lisboa. Of Lisboa. Portugal, also known for the many civil wars that they have and the beautiful scenic countries. And apparently good wine. I'm, I'm a big fan of this wine. We should try this, yeah. What do we think, gentlemen? Try it. This is my second glass, folks. I'm I'm tried enough. This is delicious. 
Yeah, very drinkable wine. It's very, I would say, dark purple fruit forward, almost like a raisiny flavor. More of raisin, more prune. Got a beautiful color to it, like a violet. Kind of like the beautiful lavender fields up in Wisconsin, up in Washington Island. Hey, there you go. Oh, hey, go. look at that. Home state plug right there. Is that a little red herring for later on in the podcast? Tune in, folks. Tune in, folks. But no, stick just around. Aside, this stick is actually around. a pretty good wine. What's the price point on this bad guy right here? Take a wild guess. Well, nine ninety nine. With all the recessions of Portugal and the Civil War, I'm going to say a buck fifty. Eleven dollars. Sweet. Oh wow. Nine ninety nine. Wine enthusiast Roger Voss says it's rich, structured, gives black plum and black cherry flavors, along with a core firm of tannins. This wine finishes with a crisp acidity. Drink now. 88 out of 100. <laughs> Damn. There we go. Right now. This instant. This is a good dinner party wine. Yes. Because it's not too robust and it's not too light. It's very, it's very easy down to down the middle on a few characteristics. Yeah, exactly. No, I think it's fun. It's a good taste. It's a, You know, if you're making a good first impression, this is a good wine. You know? Good Perfect. people's pleaser. Yeah. Good point. No, I agree. Agreed. Sure. Agreed. Just like the other wine fanatic, uh, Roger Stone, you said? What was his name? I don't think that that's the Roger we're talking about. No, that wasn't. No, my I don't bad. think so. That's his um, Robert Mondavi. I know that that's our, our... Oh, he was talking about Roger Voss, the guy who... Oh, was Roger you. Voss. <laughs> I thought you were looking for like a big Roger in the wine world. No, no, no. Uh, Roger Rodney Strong. Roger Ebert. Wasn't he the movie critic? Or no, he's like... Oh, or you was know, that Robert wow. Eager? Yeah, that is Robert Eager. No. Robert Eager? That's that's the guy that's created Scientology. Oh, <laughs> that's where I know that name from. Wait, really? Wasn't, yeah. wasn't it he, a different name? Isn't it? It's Robert something. Robert... Uh, uh, he, Scient- Robert... No, it wasn't... Sci- Scientology had... Yeah, that guy had a different name. Robert E. Lee? Robert Eggers is an American film director. Yeah, I was right. Yeah, see? Yeah, he directed The Northman. You're talking okay. You you may have been right about him being a person, but this guy over here is like, yeah, that guy invented Scientology. Yeah, that guy. That <laughs> I don't know lived about his life that. in a submarine. No, that guy seemed like a fun guy though. L. Ron Hubbard. There we go. Yeah. L. Ron Hubbard, not Robert E. Lee. But we should before we get lost in the sauce. You know, we should. Uh, By the way, good sauce. Get started. This get, wine. What would you pair this today. wine with? Oh, th- this wine here? Is that um, what you meant by sauce? I would pair this. Hmm. I, I'm going to say a salad with like a plum sauce or vinaigrette of some sort. I was going to say I'd pair this with your mom. <laughs> Fucking God. You child. Got him. You're a child. Bow, 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 Fuck bow. you up. You're a, could, what, how old are you? If like, I could make an air horn noise. What are you, like 12? This with, oh, your mom. with your mother's vagina. Oh, what? Jesus. Welcome back, folks, to another exciting episode of Vida y Vino. With the Protasis Boys. Brought to you by the Protasis Network. But we should move on, though. What was on your plate this week, Louis? Uh, this week, I was incredibly busy with my secondary job. And it was fun, though, because I got to see a carnival play out and a Cirque du Soleil play out, and I bartended the whole time. Oh, wow. That's pretty dope. sick. Yeah, it was a group of 350 people from Chicago, some company, had their um, 
company getaway and I was lucky enough to bartend them. And, you know, the funniest thing that came out of it was uh, two different people said they were going to tip me through Venmo and even went as far as taking a photo of my Venmo, like the QR code, and then never tipped me. Oh, fucking asshole. Yeah. Fucking liars. Well, did you tell them that we're Trump's number one favorite podcast? I did not tell them. Well, that's Maybe why that would have persuaded yeah. them mm-hmm. to, to commit yeah. through it. That's no. a good point. Yeah, that's but that's, that's all that, that was on my week. Oh, we've been reading uh, a book together. Um, that's right. So we'll have that prepared for next We're going to have a deep dive on that. Yeah. Going through that. Nice little expose of next week's uh, episode of the uh, the dirty, delicious, yummy side of the food business. Yeah. The, the food industry. That's right. Um, the book is called The Next Supper and the Future of Restaurants After COVID. It really dives into um, some of the negatives that people who work in a restaurant know, but not the regular population does, like how bad everyone is paid and how tough the fucking hours are. And this is done by like a Canadian reporter, food yeah, journalist, Corey, by Corey Mintz. Corey Mintz or Muntz, mm-hmm. one or the other. Corey Munster Cheese, more like, come on, folks, we're here all day. Let's get it. So, yeah, no, keep uh, keep an eye out for that episode next week. We're excited to talk about the book. Yeah, and if you like, you know, going out to restaurants and, you know, when I see how the meat and potatoes are made, tune in. What was on your uh, plate this week, Juan? What's on your plate? Oh. <laughs> this, uh, this week I was getting a little bit lost in the sauce with a, like, salacious topic that's kind of taken the NFL by storm the last year and a half. Um Specifically, what I'm talking about was Deshaun Watson, uh, the all-pro quarterback for the Texans, who threatened to retire and then had, or not retire, uh, threatened his uh, team um, that he would not play unless he was traded. And then a lot of people say suspiciously after that had like um, close to 25 allegations of sexual misconduct come very shortly after that, all in like a lawsuit format. And uh, 25 different women. Came yes. Out? Uh, yes. Exactly. Um. And and yeah, like it's all. I had the same reaction Luis did over here, just kind of like Jesus Christ was that number right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this week, um, his lawyer came out on camera or in an interview, and essentially was defending the idea that happy ending massages are not illegal. And I guess like me and the collective internet did like a collective pause and shook our head and started wondering, they're fucking not? I thought they were. No. What did you guys think? Did you think that? I thought it was two consenting adults. You can't pay for sex, right? Yeah. That is illegal. I, as, it, you can, as far correct, as I know. You cannot offer or solicitate uh, offers of sexual pleasure or intercourse. For money. For money. Soliciting your body. So but how does that work when it comes to There's loopholes. I, uh, as a what, what porn this, fanatic Yeah, myself, what this lawyer was arguing was, it, like, those are young women. My, my guy is, like, or my client is this extremely attractive athlete, like, it's only natural for them to, for to once in a while, you know, come on to him, and it's not illegal for him to accept those. Uh, I guess those approaches. Those approaches, yeah. Well, especially in a big and, state and, like Texas. So, so they're they're literally arguing that like all these dozens of women were coming on to him, and 
that like even though they were his employees that there was nothing like he did nothing wrong yeah what you, what you said and i just thought that that shit was hilarious i thought that that shit was juicy i, I didn't spend that much time on it to like Let's say, but I just thought it was fucking hilarious and juicy. Jesus. It's not so. If you like, in the big cities like New York, Las Vegas, Texas, no. Uh, in the city of Texas? Well, the, <laughs> in the big cities like Houston, Odessa, even Odessa. Or, or Odessa, which Austin, is not even that Dallas. big. You can go online, go to different spas, look at the reviews, and you'll get all the information you need right there. This guy was telling me, yeah. That- like, literally, I got buddies that work in the uh, oil fields down in Texas, right? That's the thing to do is either cocaine or go, go down to these spas with mostly like Korean chicks. And Those are your two options, cocaine or happy endings? Yeah. <laughs> Buy a fucking PlayStation, my guy. Like like when you're working <laughs> 80, are... 80 hours in a three-day weekend. Bro, Fortnite is free. Like, Fortnite. It's not that fucking hard. Your two options are doing coke or getting a happy ending. Those are your two forms of dopamine. Homie, Fortnite is free. <laughs> well, dog, I mean, look, look at gas now. It's almost $5. That's a $5. clip right there, ladies and gentlemen. That's a clip right there. $4.80 we're almost paying for a gallon of gas. We need to put those oil workers back to work. We need to recharge them, refuel them <laughs> as quickly as possible. Yeah, the Korean women need our help. And if it, you know, if it means that we gotta get the slave trade back in, sex slave trade. Do we need to get? Do they need volunteers? Do these spa need volunteers? Because maybe we can. We can start a new contest, <laughs> <laughs> folks. See who can jack off the most NFL players. I was talking about oil workers. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> We got our ambition set high what for was that on, one. What was on your plate this week, Phil? Oh, my God. I um, What's been going really topically or trendy in the news has been uh, the rise of suicide in children. And my phone alerted me over the weekend about this piece in the New Yorker. I'm subscribed to the Apple News, you know. The most... You're a man of culture. Most right, right-winging, right-winging news known as the Apple News. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, the, they, there was an editorial piece in The New Yorker by a- Andrew Solomon, who's a professor from, uh, I think, Berkeley? Got his information down right here. But he's a professor of uh, uh, therapy and neuro- neuroscience, right? Uh, oh, my bad. He's a professor of clinical medical psychology at the Columbia University. Uh, he's written about depression and uh, uh, lessons of parenting because he's a parent himself. And in the New Yorker, uh, they did a whole uh, hour podcast or editorial piece. Uh, well, there's two different things: an editorial piece and a podcast as well. On the uh, the rise of suicide in children, and uh, in 2020, according to the CDC, you know, CDC very trusty. You know, it's not like they fit any numbers the last past two years on COVID. Uh, you know, the numbers are always accurate. <clears throat> I digress. The CDC uh, uh, in 2020 has claimed that. Uh, 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 the second leading cause of death for young adults from 15 to 25 have was suicide, uh, matching that to the numbers of car crashes. So, it, like, it, uh, an unbelievable increase. And it's funny. Well, suicide isn't funny. Folks, actually, before I talk any more about the subject, trigger warning. Uh, today's What's on Your Plate for mine, uh, before we get started, reference to suicide and abuse. If you or someone you know is considering suicide, please call the National Suicide Hotline, uh, Prevention Lifeline, I mean, uh, 1-800-273-TALK. 1-800-273-TALK. Now that I got that in our 
paid sponsor from BetterHelp. Hey, hey. Uh, <laughs> um, Can we ask you some questions about the article? Yeah. What were like the some of the causes the writer pointed to? Well, see, the, the in the or, editorial piece, it kind of focuses on uh, a- Andrew Solomon and his son. His son, they're from wealthy upper New York life, you know. Uh, this 12-year-old boy by the name of uh, uh, Trevor Matthews uh, took his life a couple weeks before his 12th birthday by jumping off his uh, upstate New York uh, family apartment. And uh, his uh, his son was good friends to him. Uh, he, You know, I'm going to read this powerful quote, guys, because this is very powerful. So the own like clinical psychologist's son committed suicide? No, his best friend committed okay. suicide. And, uh, Is it the one that starts with every suicide creates a vacuum? Yep. Every suicide creates a vacuum. Those left behind filled with stories that aspire to rationalize their ultimately fathomable plight. People may blame themselves or others cling to small crumbs of comfort or engage in pitiless self-laceration. Many do this, all do this, and more. In a year of interviewing the people closest to Trevor, I saw all of these reactions and experienced some of them myself. I came to feel a love for Trevor which I hadn't felt when he was alive. The more I understood the depths of his vulnerability, the more I wished I had encouraged my son, whose relationship was often agnostical... Antagonistic. Antagonistical to befriend him. And, you know, just reading that, you know, any parent that uh, is reading the news or, you know, catches anything of the news with the rise of mass shootings, with the rise of COVID deaths and political discord... Now we also have a rise of children depression and children's suicide. You know? Yeah. And this is coming from all aspects of like social economical issues, from poor families to the rich families. You know, this Trevor Matthews kid, he had everything. His family, great jobs, they were caring. Um, her mom was a uh, intellectual property lawyer, IPs and like shit that isn't real but deals a lot of money, you know? Yeah. And uh, so he clear, clearly uh, came from a family that was not short on any sort of resources. Yeah, as opposed to like these impoverished cycles, families that you see like poverty, yeah. like the vicious cycle of poverty. Like you can't like get out of it. This guy had everything, you know. I mean, this kid, but unfortunately, yeah. like he didn't have the right outlook or the resources to talk about it. And Andrew Solomon talks about like the importance of depression and like, you know, finding the space to talk to your children. Because even though that. Things may seem like going day by day, you know, normal. If they're quiet, oh, it's just a phase. Nowadays, it's more than just a phase. And with all of this access to technology, we have a higher consciousness, right? And, oh, Quan, like you were saying last week, we're experiencing puberty much more sooner, right? In the uh, Yeah, a lot of kids are, yeah. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these kids are, you know, as young as five are kept taking their lives, you know? Yeah. And that could be uh, attributed to, like, the rise of puberty and them just dealing with hormones and all this stuff way much quicker and yeah. sooner. Well, I'm sure you can't point to one thing, but I get, I get what you're saying, that, mm-hmm. that that is one factor as well. No, but um, another article, you know, like, if this is a subject that seems interesting to you, The Atlantic, like, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. What is time, right? What is time? Oh, yeah. Right? Fuck time. Um, per, anywhere from two weeks to a year ago, released mm-hmm. an article called uh, The Kids Aren't All Right, where they were very similarly talking about this same subject that you're talking about, um, how rise in self-reported um, 
kids who are both females and males, but specifically hitting uh, female, uh, young female teenagers very hardly or very hard, how they are self-reporting um, symptoms of depression, loneliness, anxiety, um, and even like beyond like the self-reporting numbers, if you think like polling and asking questions to people is stupid and you shouldn't trust it, the numbers of suicide are also up. And, you know, mm-hmm. you kind of have either have a body bag or you don't like that's not an opinion. You know, like the people who are committing suicide are, are is up and that's also with kids. And like, I guess I just it, yeah, it, it's it's a thing that we as like the adults have like that responsibility of like shaping the world for the kids as they're growing up so that should be a thing that we as the adults are talking about Mm -hmm. because if not us and who like it's not like they're going to be talking about it and being able to consciously make this the changes to society that they need to you know not be offing themselves like at a higher rate than they used to be what do you think about all that shit louis well, I think the more we talk about it, the more it's present and the more people become aware of it so they can look for the warning signs. That's a great point. Like, I think, uh, what's that show on Netflix um, about suicide? 13 Reasons Why. 13 Reasons Why gave people a big uh, inside look on, you know, the reasons maybe why and how sometimes, like in the show, Hannah Baker did go for help and then she did, didn't receive any. So I think the more and more people are aware of it and the more people talk about it, I think it ultimately... That is the only way forward and to understand that it is just a chemical imbalance. How, you know, you said that Trevor uh, Matthews here, you know, unfortunately, uh, even before turning 12, decided to take his own life. And you realize, like, you know, it wasn't anything that he was missing in life. It was just the fact that his brain was different than others. And maybe if rapidly changing at a pace that he couldn't even understand himself. I mean, yeah. I know when I went to puberty. I, I gotta I, say though, I'm that's so confused as fuck. That's not like the conclusion that a lot of these articles are coming to, though. They're not like necessarily saying that like the brains of teenagers today are very different. I'm not saying they're different. They're, they're like saying that like the conditions in which they're like being raised in is different. I'm saying they're they're different to people who don't commit suicide. Like that's the difference. Like they're able to pull the trigger. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. You know, like, I'm not yeah. saying, like, oh, it's because they were born different or anything. I'm saying, like, it's just, you know, with all the things that we have going on today and all the overwhelming stimuli that, yeah. that we presented. And, you know, I know you both mentioned that kids are going through puberty a lot younger. I think all of that with the factor of a young brain, which is still a sponge at the age of 11, it leads yeah. to terrible causes. I mean, when we were, our, you know, their age, like, back then, we just had MySpace to, like, really worry about for, like, our self-image and our, like, social gratification. Now that yeah. these for kids real. have, like... Can you imagine growing up and having an Instagram at seven? An Instagram, a TikTok, or a Vine. Anything like that. Or the Instagram is created for you yeah. by your parents. Mm-hmm. And they're posting, like, Life of Allie or something. And then they, they show literally pictures of you as a baby. And then you receive this account at the age of seven, and you're like, my entire... My entire like, life is photographed. And that's a very common thing, too. That's like, And at that point, uh, like, are you you or are you who you're living up to trying to be which or trying a, to portray to be? Mm-hmm. Right. You don't even know what's real anymore. Yeah. Creates a whole different, you know, self-image that you have to live yeah. up to. Like, Identity crisis. And, and that was an true. awesome point you had brought up during the Mother episode about how, like, they have to be, uh, or a mo- as a mom or a parent, mm. they have to be like the kid's social media manager, or they're like that. Yeah. 
I guess that gateway, they can control, turn it on or off. Like the, the parent can decide, you know? Yeah, ultimately, I think it's, it's not any one, you know, because I, you know, I've talked about, I've been very open on it on the podcast, but like I've dealt with depression for most of my life and there, there's not one thing that triggers it or one thing that you can say, this is the reason why. Um, but the more factors and marbles you throw into the cake, the more things get fucked up. And so... You know, I, I feel for everybody who, you know, at such a young age has the same unfortunate case of events that you start thinking about very dark thoughts and it feels like you can't escape them. And, you know, like I said, I think ultimately the, the only way forward and to progress is by making people who are adults, not just us, but people who are in their 30s and 40s and realize like, oh, my kid isn't just a little quiet like he, it's not it, just a phase yeah. yeah correct they're like oh when we were younger it was way tougher and you're like well to an, maybe yeah. physically but mentally these kids are their brains are firing fucking it's a completely different battlefield yeah. as opposed mm-hmm. to when they were yeah that's yeah, you dealt so with, true you dealt with muskets and these kids are dealing with chemical warfare <laughs> yeah like it's it's a completely different they're dealing with asbestos we're dealing with cyberbullying yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Being docs or swatted even? Yeah, so no, I mean, Phil hit it on the nose there with, uh, you know, if suicide prevention lifeline, 1-800-273-TALK. Uh, definitely if you know anyone or you yourself could use the... The help, the, the resources help. available. Exactly. But, and even if it's not you, you know, like, check on, like, the kids in your life, you know? Exactly. Make sure Yep. if they are, like, the quiet kid who turns inward, make sure that that's you know like that is his personality and that it's not abnormal like if it's somebody who is that is a personality fine that's cool but perhaps that they used to be an extrovert and now something fucked with them and now something's wrong like you said it was and like even for like a lot of the people our age are moving back home like if you're like the eldest brother or the eldest sister and you see any signs of your younger siblings like you know don't be afraid to talk and like talk it out because you know, everyone's still busy, especially with inflation and the rising prices. People are taking second jobs, third jobs. Mm-hmm. Now have they don't have that much time to allocate to our mental health well being. And so. that was one of the things that was written about in the articles that uh, kids nowadays are lonelier than they've ever been. Mm-hmm. Because, like they're in less team sports um, for a few years. And if you were in that school system, they may not have even gone to school. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that that was a huge part of it. The COVID and like the disruptions to school was a big part. Separation, of it as well. isolation, the yeah. past two years. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, no, we got resources here, and you know, like we said, one eight hundred two seven three talk. And um, yeah, if you want any more parenting advice, tune in because we're about to offer you some fun activities to do with you and your kids, exactly. with you and any young people. We're gonna take a small Beautiful. break, and then we'll be right back with our top things to do. This summer. To keep away the summertime blues. Beautiful. You gonna pause it or you gonna turn it off? I was just gonna keep it going and just do a. Yeah, I looked for him the other day and I couldn't find him anymore. Good. Now we own his music. Now he can never sue us. Is he part of your bachelor party? Yeah, but he... Uh, he can't come to the... He can't come. Oh, he's bro. the one that can't come? Yeah. Well, you snooze, you lose. He's going to miss being dosed by chocolate mushrooms. 
Oh my god. I don't think he is going to miss that. Boom, 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 boom. I can't find him. I just sent him a message. Alright, Phil, you want to introduce the next segment? Hell yeah. Are we going to talk about the thing at all? What thing? The Bachelor thing? Or no? Oh, the one... The cocktails? That's kind of in my... One of my things to do is uh, the Bachelor party. Well, it's not, but I can get rid of any of mine. Like a reference? Like, wait, what? Oh, my bad. No, I was talking about the bridal shower, bro. Do you yeah, want me to give, like, a, a quick three minutes on it? Yeah. Okay. We're still recording? Yeah, we're still recording. So, just go now? Yeah, I, yeah, can, I, can, right. add, I can edit this one. Fuck it. All right. Did well, you, well, I, first off... What, what was on your plate this week? Well, you... I already said that earlier. What was on your plate? I, I mean, well, I already talked oh yeah, about Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. Both in. We'll move them both in. Uh, I re- yeah, but I'll some s- other thing that happened this week that was really cool and, um, you know, I think would fit with any of our foodie listeners. Um, I was bartending my fiance's bridal shower. Ooh, um, la la. Not necessarily as the overprotective machismo Latino boyfriend, but because she asked me if I could whip up a few like cool craft cocktails for her and her friends oh damn i thought you eddie guerrero out like, <laughs> no the no fuck is going so, on so so i me um and her uh, you know decided on four craft cocktails that kind of fit our personality or like some of the flavors we really like um for example alo's favorite fruit is passion fruit so we did like a passion fruit french 75 so that's going to be gin lemon juice passion fruit liqueur and prosecco so it's like very tart, sweet, um, sparkling. It has everything going on. Extremely well-balanced drink. Another drink we did that, for example, to go along with my favorite flavors was a coconut milk margarita. I'm a coconut milk fiend. Like, I will put coconut milk on everything where I can. Where I can. So, I made that. Good for your sperm count, too. I did not know that, but thank you, Louis. Mm-hmm. Or thank you, Phil. Um, an- another drink... And Lewis might like this one. I added the watermelon Cosmo uh, to the menu as well. And that was one of the more popular uh, drinks. Um, a, a twist that some people would make is they would ask for a watermelon margarita, which was stupid easy to make, you know, like you already have the essentially, watermelon. exactly. It's essentially the coconut margarita, except add watermelon. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was a great time. It was an awesome time. Did what did, um, Adriana, uh, say about it. Yeah, she said she loved it. She saw, she had a good time. She loved the cocktails. And she did notice the watermelon Cosmo from yeah. a couple episodes ago that we made for the fiancé-themed episode. That's um, awesome. Which was cool. Yeah, awesome. Plus, but, the menu looks delicious. You have the meet the Barbosas. You got the Juan and Oli. Yeah, you created yeah. cool we, names for Yeah, them. We, we gave each one a cool name. And then one other thing that... You know, I just have to shout out was uh, Alo's two sisters and all of the friends that came out to help. Uh, I know Dulce and Jasmine were a huge help um, early on in the setup. Um, but specifically, I don't know if you guys had a chance to look into any of the pictures, um, but they kind of had like a taco and plant theme. Oh, yeah. I saw that there was yeah. tacos there. Yeah. So they added, you know, that sort of like really colorful uh, wool shoal. Um, that I don't, yeah, I don't know how to like a sheep, like a wool, you know, those like the ponchos want you to keep. No, those ponchos that are like 
a rainbow color in that like rainbow like mexican oh. yarn yes oh. kind of like your, the your thing, thing the there that you're wearing, wearing. kind of like the thing you're wearing right there yeah for pride yeah. month uh yeah. yeah exactly and they, they had they had those all over the tables they had um and their bright colors they had cactuses yeah. it, it was a really cool um it was just an incredible dec- like decorative style yeah um, I know what you're about. they had people ask them oh who did this or who did that it's like motherfuckers like they did it everything you know like, <laughs> like they you think they're gonna hire or somebody for thousands of dollars to do this shit like no people do that's yeah i know and and they were being told that they were like yo this place is so cool you guys should like do this as a job like and i mean if you know them they kill it with desserts and mm-hmm. they're pretty crafty like I mean, we literally worked with Yelly. She's our graphic designer. She was doing a lot of that too. And we had Gloria on the podcast. Exactly. And we had, yeah, damn. So the, 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 no, we haven't had the younger sister on the podcast. We How haven't many had sisters her. are there? Uh, three. So we just haven't had one on the podcast. The yeah. one that made the logo, essentially? Yeah. God bless. Shout out. That's right. Shout, Shout out. Shout out. Shout out, yeah, Yelly. Ira, Shout out, Gloria. Ira said she had a great time and she uh, loved the food, all the food. So. That's dope. Tacos, bananas. She said the bartender kind of sucked, but you know. Dude, he did, bro. He was slow as fuck. He said he was uh, whistling at all the women and cat calling them. He was on his phone, he's, live streaming. I agree. I saw him. He was he was asking all the ladies, "Have you ever had an eight from the back?" <laughs> Which I think is very offensive. That's a fucking bad bunny song, dog. Have you ever had an eight from the back? Yeah, I didn't realize that shit until it started playing at the fucking bridal shower. There was, a, there was a there's a there's a bad bunny song where it talks about him like oh your boyfriend doesn't eat your asshole come no. here out girl I'll eat it <laughs> if your boyfriend doesn't fuck your ass he says oh really yeah. no I'm pretty sure he's saying licking no, bro mama el culo. isn't mama like sucking dog no bro it is sucking because no. like when uh, in spe- like in Mexican lingo they'll be like mama me el pito and that means suck I'm- my dick. Oh, that, that means mom help my penis. So I mean, why would I mean it could they could have switched it up like let me just switching if that word like hopped over the ocean. I guess it could have switched it up, but see, why can't I would have thought it'd be sucking. And it's much more classy. Let's be honest. But mama, yeah. If your boyfriend doesn't eat your ass, well, let's go with that. <laughs> well, it's flu season. We're sick of the argument. You don't yeah, want to get sick. It. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. yeah, you don't get food poisoning. Yeah, oh, thoughts on the wine. Speaking of food poisoning, hey. <laughs> Speaking of E. coli, I would drink this from my lover's ass. Yeah, <sighs> I would also drink this from my lover's ass. I would pass. I would pass. <laughs> no, well, I would drink it out of a cup. <laughs> <laughs> You're not committed. You're not even committed to the joke. God damn. This is pretty good wine though. For eleven bucks, can't go wrong. Exactly. Uh. Into the main topic. Fun, fun, fun in the sun. It's a hot bro summer. Yes. Five, yes, three, yes, one, yes, four, yes, seven. Yes, yes. We're going to get it this summer, boys. We're going to get after it. The, more importantly, we're going to have fun. What yeah. the fuck was 53147? That's a Geneva summer. area code. Oh, or okay. zip code, I should say. But. Uh, we are going to talk about the things that we want to do most this summer as the beautiful weather has approached and we are past Memorial Day. It is officially summer and the three of us are going to take turns talking about some of the stuff that we would love to do. With that being said, Juan, why don't you start us off? The man who is getting married this summer. 
Well, it's no secret to you guys that I'm an outdoorsy motherfucker. I thought you were going to say that you're gay, but outdoorsy motherfucker <laughs> works too. I will... That's a given, Louis. That's a given. We don't, we don't, same, same. We don't need to make a joke. And about by that, the way, Louis. it's a, it's Pride Month, so yeah. Juan, you're you, this. Is, yeah, this it's is Pride month. month, Louis. So maybe fucking lay off this month. How about that? <laughs> maybe back off. Yeah. How about give me some fucking space to be how my about, true self? You're right. I should be on one knee right Thank now. Thank you. Praising you. Yeah. You should be on the other knee eating his ass. That is true. You should be starting whatever the Black Lives Matter equivalent of what we got going on is. No, you ever had a rusty trombone? I've played, I mean, I used to play a rusty trombone in band, no, yeah. but well, I, whatever you have in mind, no. We'll end it there. Uh, what are some of the, <laughs> what is one thing that you want to do this summer? Some of the things that I want to be doing this summer. Let's go to number one. I bought a canoe last summer, um, right around like the end of uh, October. So um, that didn't give me enough time to take it out very much last summer. Um, I want to take that motherfucker out this year a lot. Um, specifically, I'm going to try going camping with it. I want to try literally like taking all the supplies I would need, like probably some dry wood, a tent, backpack, what and whatnot, and finding like a primitive campsite and uh, going camping. Specifically, um, I'm trying or I have the idea of uh, recreating a trip that Abe Lincoln did on Turtle Creek in Delavan and Beloit. Can you, uh, number five, which is my least looking forward to thing to do this summer. Did, did that sentence make sense? Yeah. My the thing that you're least five fo- thing lo- yeah. looking forward to. Top five, number five is go camping because I've never gone camping. Yeah. That you're least looking forward to? Yeah, but I want to go camping to say I went camping. I want to yeah. get it out of my system. Do you want to try to recreate Abe Lincoln's trip to the Turtle Creek? If, uh, did he? I'm assuming he bought like Were you going to ask, like, talk me into it? Or, or, yeah, because I I was gonna say I, I kind of get that that feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'll, I'll talk you into it. By how many of, slaves would you own if you were? Let Abe me Lincoln? let me answer this question. Is it hard here. to masturbate in the woods? No, because you don't need to. Have you ever had sex in the woods? Because I'll answer yes. You sicko. Devil's Lake. Well, you're answering for yourself, not for me. <laughs> just to be clear to everybody, we yeah. both had sex. <laughs> yeah, <Devil's Lake>. not, <laughs> he's answering for himself, not ha- for me, not together. Happy Pride Month, everybody! <laughs> not together. This is not a thing. To, that's together. But oh, you want to hear a funny my joke? Fir- my first camping trip before wait, wait, wait. you asked. No, 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 no. What's up? So you know, I've been showered. I've been. We're never going to answer your question. You've been We're showered. We're never going to answer. No, you will. Mine's really quick. So I've been going to the gym at you know really at five in the morning, and I've been showering at the gym. Hell yeah! And last, I was last week. I completely forgot about this until just now. Uh, I was like, "Oh, can I get a shower towel?" And the guy behind the counter was, "Have you ever showered with us before?" And then I said, "Well, not with anyone, but I've showered here before." <laughs> and he did not find that amusing. <laughs> he, he looked at me like I was fucking crazy. <laughs> what a dick! Just it's, fucking. Even if you it, don't think it's funny, give me a ha ha. Those people at the gym behind the counter, they could not give a fuck about their jobs. And he's like, he nope. just gave me the towel, and he's like, here you go. I, I have some commentary on on the gym. Etiquette or showers? I want to hear the camping first. Yes, we'll let me get show. to that. After. Mm. Yes, exactly. Um, what I was gonna say was I had never gone camping until I was like nineteen or twenty. Um, I, so I hadn't gone camping like I hadn't and, and I hadn't learned from anybody I had to teach myself and I've only ever gone camping like three times um, but the first time I, I did try it it was with Alo's family her sisters uh, Yelly, Gloria, Alo 
And we literally just took a like three tents and we booked a place in Colorado and drove. And God damn. Yeah, because we we wanted to like do it somewhere like worth it. Scenic. Yeah, and and we camped at like three different Colorado campgrounds. And I gotta say, dude, it was like pretty fucking magical. Like like we still talk about that that trip Mm -hmm. like the most. Like that's still the trip. We've taken a few trips together. But that's the one that like the kids talk about the most. That's the one that like gets the most inside jokes. Like it is. Like I don't. I couldn't even tell you why. Like there was just a lot of like sitting around a campfire, a lot of hiking. There was like stuff that goes wrong, but you laugh at it. You do. Like it's stupid in the moment. You're like, oh well, this sucks. I'm. I'm. Like I wish this wasn't happening. Especially. But years later, years later, you do fucking laugh at it. You do. Like for example. Uh, we wanted to go swimming in, like, in Colorado. We wanted to go, like, swimming in a fucking lake or some shit. We, it, you know, you're on vacation. It's almost natural to want to go swimming. One cool thing and, about- and there was, like, nothing out there. There was nothing out there. And except for uh, there was this one place where we could jump in from the mountaintop mm-hmm. into, like, a natural spring. Oh, yes. And we decided to do that. But it was quite literally snow melt, like, at the top of a mountain. So we jumped into freezing cold water where, like, you essentially go through, like, a reverse puberty and your body sucks up your nuts. Like, it was extremely cold. But it was fun. It was fun. And as we were coming down from that, you know, we already did it. Got the video. Beautiful. Um, We had... We're walking through this, like, Mordor-like... No, what's it called? Mountain range. It's very, like, dark and gloomy. There's, like, uh, overcast everywhere. And we just get... a ton ton of rain and we get uh, thunderbolts everywhere we're running to the bathroom like we still talk about that incident like the most getting drenched yeah yeah it literally felt like we were in uh the lord of the rings movie like the hobbit like when he's uh going to meet the fucking dragon that's one cool thing about colorado it's like a dispersed camping state so you can go to the campgrounds or you can go to the uh different like literally into the wilderness and camp there without a permit or anything uh, Colorado, Tennessee, uh, Montana is really big ones. Yeah. But there's also signs for like call- cougars and bears and yeah. La Bruja. It's so bear that, country. You have to La bring Llorona. Gun, basically. What is Pride Month? So it is pretty fair. Mm-hmm. All, the, all the hairy bears out there. Yeah, all the bears. Uh, Get it. What is, the, what is the biggest downfall to camping? If you were to persuade me, be like, because hmm. you know me, I'm yeah. a pretty... You know, I, I would, have, you, have you gone camping? No, fuck I would probably no. say bring an air mattress mm-hmm. um, for you and then probably bring some like uh, wet naps, because, especially if you're going swimming or camping in the summer where it can be a little bit warmer because like you're most likely not going to have a shower out there. I love wet wipes. Yeah. So like, yeah, for if it's like a day or two, like just like bring wet naps but other times we made our own primitive shower we literally had like buckets of water and had like a tarp and two people holding it and you would be back there like with a cup and some water and just going to town you guys are acting like it's coachella in the woods you guys get a little tarps you poop into buckets and you're all dirty and sweaty basically dude i mean how what does it say that it was like that and we still talk about it you know what i mean and like mm-hmm. You know Gloria and you know Yelly. They're not like. Not really, no. Oh well. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Well, I, I said yeah. Him. I say that because like, 
I, I know you pretty good, and like my stupid brain almost like melds everybody together. I'm sure well, because I'm, I know them, they know each other. I'm sure the viewers obviously know you them. don't know them, but oh. they are they aren't very outdoorsy. They aren't very like that's not their kind of um, that's not their kind of crowd. That's not who Eef. they are. But they love that trip. And really? Yeah, yeah, and like their kids loved it, and all of them. We had never been camping. Like yeah, and we're still like. To this, uh, day. to this day, uh, like last week, we were talking about like, yo, when when are we gonna going? When are we gonna go camping again? Like, uh-huh. We should go do it. You know, it's a good time. Fair enough. Camping. See, that that's what we're trying to encapsulate. Yeah. Good long lasting memories for everybody. Exactly. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Like if you out if you're out there with a small family, you know, like you've never taken your kids out to like a state park or anything, like yeah, do it. It it, it is a great time. They will. Make a lot of permanent memories and have a lot of stories that they're going to be talking about for years. What about you, Luis? What, what's a? What, I'll what, say. What, what about you? I, I, you know, mine was already camping. You know what? Beautiful. Honestly, like Quan was sitting the nail in the coffin. It's all about fun, lasting memories. And this right. summer, I want the viewers at home to focus on themselves. Focus on your boss king, your boss queen outlook, your narrative, because mm-hmm. that's what it is. And what better way to make long-lasting memories and improve yourself like the boss you are or the queen you are, you could be a boss girl too, it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. is uh, take risk. All about making risk, getting yourself out of your comfort zone and into the war zone. Here are some fun things to do this summer. Have you heard of the Azov Battalion in Ukraine? Are you feeling lonely? Do you feel like you need to join? This is something you want to do this summer? This is something that I and others should do this summer. If you're feeling lost at home, you're feeling like you have no purpose, you want to invest in yourself, make yourself better. How do I sign up for this? Easy. You look yourself in the mirror and you tell yourself the truth. Do you have what it takes to be part of the Azov Battalion in the Ukraine? And if so, sign up. Go online. Go to uh, your local senator. Call them in. At your uh, local state capital, write them a letter. Tell them that I want to make myself better and the beautiful country of the Ukraine. Well, I mean, what better way to take risk than that, to put yourself into a war zone? And that's a Nazi militia, right? Um, <clears throat> that's a, a pro fighting democracy militia. They're getting a bad rap, all right? Just because a couple <laughs> of knuckleheads from like 40 years ago. Just because they've been indicted for war crimes. And their grandsons and their grandsons. So were, George Bush did war crimes and he's now a painter. So Yeah. yeah, A beloved uh, painter. Juan, what's the next thing you want to do this summer? Another thing I want to do this summer. Um, you two in the room know this about me, but other listeners may not. And Phil's mom discovered this about me uh, on their way here. But I'm a huge gardener, right? Oh, I thought you said you got eight from the back. Nope, nope. I wish, I wish. Uh, maybe, maybe in the future. But every, you two motherfuckers know I'm a huge gardener. I have a green thumb. Um, but what I was gonna say was, uh, this this summer I want to get more into preserves and canning. So I want to. I I have a, a lot of different kinds of peaches, plums, apples. I want to get to like either making like products out of my produce that i'm making and uh just because in in the past like I, i'll usually try to eat it fresh and sometimes like it'd be too you know like anybody who out there who buys groceries stuff goes bad faster than you can use it so i want to try canning tomatoes 
I want to try making my own peach preserves. Um, I have a dehydrator, so I want to dehydrate some herbs that I'm going to be growing, like uh, basil, parsley, um, rosemary, things like that. Just so, I don't know, I can create it uh, and have it. It's, it's just it's just fun. It, like, it's a good habit, yeah. and not only it's a good habit to get into, but also you have good ingredients to spice up your food now yeah yeah exactly like like literally one of my favorite things to do in the summer is to go into my garden pick a tomato and some basil and have olive oil and cheese inside to make a caprese salad that was quite literally basically in the dirt like (laughs) 30 minutes ago and it's one of if i gotta say like my top five delights in life like in life in life like to or to go out into your garden with your blender bottle, stuff some spinach, stuff some raspberries, some uh, maybe half a peach and some strawberries, and then go inside and just kill that shit. It, it's awesome. Like It's literally one of the best delights in life to just have your own baby kale and have it be red and blue, all these different colors. It's, it's really cool. Honestly, as, well, as long as I've been your friend... I thought the feather in your ear was the first warning sign that you're that you know you be you know Pride Month Pride Month Juan, but now that I've listened to your daily activity, yeah. <laughs> Dude, what can I say, Farmer Juan? Dog, Dude, you got that green thumb. Dude, it's a good time, man. Like especially growing tomatoes that are like four or five different colors. You know, you got yellow ones, you got some black ones, some blue ones. <laughs> Hey man, I'm I'm just making it into growing. It's a couple of dirt, couple of dirt people. Yeah, what was what you're saying? Yeah, hey, before I step into your your list for Louise for your second thing to do for the summer, I want to kind of piggyback of what you're saying because I I also had gardening on my top thing to do for the summer, but like says get fucked by a gardener. It doesn't say anything here about gardening. <laughs> well, I mean that too. That could be number six if you, you go know. hand in hand. Got to help with the hose. Got to help with the a uh, little bit of the plumbing. You know what I mean? Uh, but are you a big fan of fireworks and loud noises? No. I actually think fireworks are kind of overrated. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, if you're looking for the right way to make those loud noises and fireworks appropriate and not overrated, I recommend getting into gardening. Gardening is perfect if you want to yield the best results Try different fertilizer. What are you saying? To I'm fertilize so your... Yeah. What does that have to do with fireworks? Yeah. Are you saying to fertilize with fireworks? You guys don't... You guys know how bombs are made, right? No. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ah, fuck. Yeah. You, you fucking dingus. Yeah. Uh, the guy yeah. That, that... Nitrate. Bl- yeah. yeah. Nitrogen. Because the, they make bombs out of fertilizer. Yeah. The IRA... That's like their go-to thing. They put. Oh, like a, you asshole! They put a, a shit. You're over here trying to like create terrorists. <laughs> it, and it went right over our head. Like, what is he saying? It went right over our head. This guy's like writing the next anarchist cookbook. No, no, it's a great. If you got a green thumb, get into it. Dude, like, shut the fuck try up. Try different type of fertilizer before I get like raided at my house. <laughs> Because yeah, I'm, swatted. they're gonna see my credit card statement. Why does this guy get so much fertilizer? Yeah, it's three hundred dollars. <laughs> it's good for any summertime activities. Look at all right, you fuck face. How about you, Lewis? What's the next thing you're looking forward to? Have you guys ever been to a music festival? 
I have not in a long time since like three years, four I, years. I, I frequent them quite often, actually. Uh, what are you guys doing June twenty fourth? I got a feeling. Ooh. Um, I don't think I have anything. No, there's. Yeah. I. I remember love, you. You. You talked about this one. I love music festivals. I think they're the best way to enjoy music. I think being surrounded by a swarm of kids on drugs <laughs> and adults who are clearly too old to be here. Of which we're not a, now a part of. Of yeah, which we're, we're now. Yeah. We're in that middling stage where yeah. it's like we don't have kids. And we have that youthful look where, exactly. where we could lie and say we're tw- yeah, in we our just, 20s, we early 20s. We just got 20s. out of college, yeah. you know, like but we're just here. We're also at the stage where like we got to be like fucked up on like cocaine and like talking yeah. about our business ventures like yeah i'm part of this thing that's a startup company but we make apps right now that track your blood sugar yeah bitcoin's down but it's time to buy yeah <laughs> exactly i'm gonna double down i'm gonna buy more diamond hands bro hodl 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 you want to see my board apes <laughs> hell yeah. so yeah man i want to definitely just keep the the music festival going i've been going since 2018 Ooh. at least one a year apart from covid covid obviously put a stop but no a-rod and i love you say obviously like there wasn't people out there who didn't fucking hesitate whatsoever probably went to 10 during covid because they got a deal (laughs) no everything was shut down everything was shut down live music i was supposed to go to a festival maybe here but in places like nashville no it's completely shut down. really yeah everything shut down Mm -hmm. because they're all owned by something else and they're all doing like live streams online for like a yeah What's able- the word? Condolences or a composition? Composition. Composition. Yeah. You never saw David Guetta perform for um, George Floyd. George Floyd. Shout out George Floyd and his family. You never saw that clip. Wait, that was real. It's, yeah, it's David Guetta on a. This is what these DJs did because they had a ton of time and yeah. you know, clearly not enough money, which is they were doing rooftop performances or like room performances. So, like, Calvin Harris performed out of his studio in front of a green screen. And this is Calvin Harris, one of the biggest names Dude, I love Calvin. And uh, David Guetta did one on top of a rooftop where, after the George Floyd incident, he's like... Have you not seen this? It's so funny. Here, I got to show it to you. I'll I'll take your word for it. it You pull it up. Shout out to George Floyd and his family. You pull it up while While Lewis goes into... No, I, I think it's awesome, and I think it's, uh, like I said, I think it's the best way to enjoy music because you're just surrounded by all these different people playing music at the same time, and you kind of pick and choose. Yeah. Like, I wasn't expecting to watch Lunai, but because I was at Lollapalooza last year, like, you're just walking through, and you're like, oh, let's stop by and watch Lunai. Yeah. Like, Dog, like you went to Lala? Here. Yeah, I've gone to Lala pretty much, let's see, 2018, and then I went last year. And then I've got to Ultra now, and then I have tickets to Ultra next year. So which wait, you've been to Ultra, Ultra mm-hmm. Music Festival down in what San Diego, Miami. Miami, bro? Taste this, bro! <laughs> Damn it! So yeah, I want to keep it. I want to keep it going. I want to go to Summerfest, and I want to go to, you know, Lala again at least for a day. Yeah, is the Summerfest is the one that you were talking about, twenty two, twenty four, right? Yeah, I think that's. I'll definitely want to go. I'll, yeah. I think I'm going for sure. Um, and then yeah, who's gonna be playing there? Uh, so a couple of EDM guys. Any one, Valentino one or Khan, two names? Dylan Francis, Foster Domus. Dylan Francis, I know that name. Yeah. I know that name. But if you get, if for anyone listening to this who's like, ah, I've wanted to go to a music festival and I'm just worried yeah, about Yeah, so, so like a skeptic on it. So have you ever been extremely anxious because you feel like you drink too much and you're worried about how you're going to get to the bathroom because you're surrounded by thousands of people? Go to a music festival. Beautiful. Have you ever 
seeing someone take too much drugs and they're being carried away by emergency helpers and they're literally giving the thumbs up on the back of a golf cart. I'm good, guys. I'm as good. people are cheering them on, go to a music festival. My heart might stop, but I'm good. Have you ever seen a DJ stop their set in order for somebody to get help and get water? Go to a music festival. Have you ever seen Travis Scott do a Fortnite dance uh, while some of his fans are being trampled? Go, go to a music festival. festival. I, I've been to uh, the forest, Electric Forest. and oh, uh, that's wild, too. And uh, there's one called the uh, Infrasound. It was a little small one by Black River Falls. Mm-hmm. Funny enough... That music festival was at the same nudity campground that I was talking about, where it's like enforced by bikers. Yeah. Like a nude campground. So what? like that, there was a music festival that happened there a couple of years Wait, ago. Wait, why did you say enforced by bikers? Because that's what the security was. I dead ass. The security was like <laughs> it was just bikers. Bikers. Just hell like, yeah. Hell yeah. They were still wearing their like, biker gang so, like. And, and, and speaking of like bikers and DJs, uh, here we got the clip of David Guetta. We have the very respectful and tasteful David Guetta. Ending racism. Oh, you might need to turn the volume up. This is all 100% real, by the way. Is your volume not up? His, no, I got it. You're going to have to download and edit it in post. That I can do. Shout out to David Goodo and his family. Okay, edit in three, two, one. This record is in honor of George Floyd. And I really hope we can see more unity and more peace when already things are so difficult. So, shout out to his family. Damn it, I thought that was gonna like break into something very tasteful. slightly serious. Very tasteful. You Shout hear- out to George Floyd and his family. You hear you hear the Martin Luther King sample and you might think, oh, where is this going? Yeah. And then suddenly fucking awful. What is that, like the Great America character or something like that? I have no idea. That's David Guetta. That's what people want to hear. It's it's great though. Like you were mentioning the people getting cartered off on drugs. One of the best music festival experiences. Getting fucked up and trying to navigate the porta potty. Oh, <laughs> bro, dude, it is known dealing that, with those thousands aromas in there. Jesus, oh. it is known that Molly gives you intense diarrhea. Yeah, yeah. That brings me to a beautiful story. My first ever encounter with that substance. Um, Funny fr- enough, friend of the show. Ooh. Uh, I'm not gonna give his name who suffered yeah, this. Let's, let's not but talk about, let's friend not of, a friend of two friends of the show, uh, both from GI. Yeah, I uh, know exactly. Tall, who yeah, about. tall yeah. and short. Names, yes, yes. and aware. okay, that's for you. That's for you. Um, wh- our, when we went to a music festival in St. Paul, uh, in Minnesota, I believe, mm-hmm. um, one like the one friend tried it. And he looked me dead in the eye as we're like deep in the music, you know, yeah, peaking. He's like, dude, I'm going to shit my pants (laughs) right here. Like he he looked at me. He's like, please take me to the bathroom. I'm about to shit my pants. Like (laughs) it was so fucking funny. Oh, dude, I had to hustle him through. 
I had to like budge through the front of the line. I had to tell people, dude, he's gonna fucking shit himself, man. <laughs> this is his first time. Please, he's got the Molly shit. Please. Dude, yeah, the amount of people are just so funny. I'll never forget the first time I walked into a music festival, like crowd. I saw this guy head banging and he had dreads on. Uh, and so you saw like the hair just bouncing back and forth. And I see him from his friend grab a cone of something. Like, you know how those carnival peanuts are served in cones? Yeah. yeah. It was like that. But then he like sniffed whatever was in there. Oh, so hell no. It must have been like K or smelling salts, even smelling salts or Coke or something. And then I see him take a hit of a joint and then pass it along and then gets the cone back and then does it again and he was just bobbing his fucking head and his that might have been nitrous actually his dreads are just bouncing up and down and i'm like all right i can get down <laughs> all right i'm down so this is the kind of party we're at <laughs> and the other story that comes to mind is i was they had these uh, hydration stations where it's just free like tap water and you just take your, you know, like we have. That's um, a life or death thing there. They honestly, mm-hmm. that's, yeah. that should almost be like a regulation that they need. No, those. every festival I've ever, yeah, even concerts okay. have it now. Mm-hmm. Um, like but, a spigot fence for you to go out there and like yeah, drink it? You just, yep. Yeah, you just go up and you have your like water so, backpacks or like water bottles. Camelbacks, yeah, very exactly. popular. Uh-huh. And so you just walk up to it and this girl that was next to me just looks at me like dead in the eyes. Like the, the lights are on, but no one's home. And she's like. I'm so fucked up off Molly right now. <laughs> and then just fills her backpack up and walks away. I'm like, good for you. Hope you, hope you made the home safe today. I'm like so uh, fucked up. But moving on, Juan, uh, you know, we've been going for a minute. So uh, what's the number one thing that you want to do this summer? Well, I'll bring it home. All right. For me, I'm maybe I, I can't really say that it's like the number one, but it would be like very close. 1A, 1B. Um, probably I would say camping and, uh, the other things I hold a little bit better, but I didn't, I didn't get to that as my number one, all qualifiers aside, another fucking beautiful thing I want to try doing this summer is I want to try, uh, knocking off a few, uh, really special fish off of my fishing Pokedex, which is, uh, <laughs> specifically, uh, a rainbow trout in, uh, out of rainbow Spring or rainbow Springs. That's very specific. I, I, it's, I'm going to record it that way. Um, Rainbow Springs is this beautiful, like, pioneer era, like, built in the 1800s, uh, I believe, sawmill or some sort of mill and, and uh, industrial pond, right, where they used to try to breed, I believe it was trout. Um, and it closed down a long time ago, and the state, instead of, like, taking it all down and, you know, turning it into just woods... Um, they restored it to be some sort like this sort of like state natural habitat area where they still have some of the structures. Um, but for the most part, like you're there to visit like this incredible crystal clear blue lagoon where you can see like 30 feet under. Like it almost looks like the ocean. I don't understand how that water stays as clear as it does, like being up here in Wisconsin, but it somehow does. It sounds like a Disney movie. Jesus it, it really does. It's, it's a really beautiful place. And it has, like, one of the most hard-to-catch fish in the area, which is a rainbow trout. Rainbow trout are these fish that almost only, like, bite this style of fishing called flies, which is, like, you make a little plastic feathery hook that looks like a fly that was just born, you know? 
and you throw it in the water and things like that. And so it's very hard to catch them with uh, worms. And even there, they don't let, allow live bait. So they protect them a little bit because they're taking care of them. And it's just a very hard fish to catch. It, it Like the name implies, it has all these beautiful spotted colors. Kind of has like this uh, yellow, red, uh, orange coloring, kind of like a leopard print all over. It's really pretty. That's number one on my Pokedex. Number Can I two. ask you a quick question? Sure. Did you ever play Animal Crossing on the Switch? I did not. They have this amazing swimming, like, beautiful oh, I'm fish. sorry, swimming and fishing uh like mode yeah not mode but like like a mini game a mini game not a mini game but it's like because it's an open world game yeah you can just do activities okay and you can see like the fish swimming through the water like you'll see the shadow of them yeah and that was probably one of my favorite things to do in the game that you talking about the fish makes you want to fucking play just for that i recommend time. you play yeah. it just because of that feature yeah. like you can swim in the water you can cast a rod and then you like you get a badass fish, and then the same thing like you're talking about your fish Pokédex. Yeah, you literally have a fish Pokédex in the game, and you're just like, oh shit, I caught another bass, and your character says like a, oh this is your personal best. a corny line that's like, um, fuck, I'm trying to think of. There's one. plenty of fishes of the sea. Kind or of like it, yeah, it would just say like a pun that like, oh it's a rock bass, you know he likes the oh okay the metal music or yeah. something. <laughs> That's so, yeah, beautiful. I recommend you play it for just for that. Just feature. for that feature, I'm gonna have to. Yeah. It's pretty funny that you mentioned that you get the excitement from like Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah. Because last week uh, on the Joe Rogan podcast, uh, he had a, a, a Christian uh, scientist, right? That's and pretty much the best way best way to explain him, uh, he talked about the history of like Christianity and how that may be a diverted, diverted well, a divertitive, Di- diversion, divergent the movie. <laughs> like the movie four? series distraction yeah. diversion what do no you mean? like a, like a division of christianity may have came from like taking mushrooms and like spirituality of that mm-hmm. and one of the things they talked about was fishing that was one of the books i recommended on the new year's episode literally uh, the, literally the uh-huh. subject i talked about how like uh, they had that dude on joe rogan sex of christianity um john marco allegro uh famously this this gentleman, uh, a a theological scholar, who studied the um, the elder what is it called the oh, Dead Sea Scrolls. Yes, yes, yes. John Marco Allegro, theological um, expert, quite literally wrote a book called The Mushroom and the Cross, all like mm-hmm. all giving context to the thing that Louis, uh, Phil is over here talking about. Um, and yeah, like that's also one of the things that I mentioned on our New Year's episode. Uh, on a book that I had uh, read, The Immortality Key, uh, which is a, a little bit more of a modern take on uh, the the John Marco Allegro book. But essentially, the allegations that he makes are that, yeah, what you said, that um, it, you know, like we as modern Christians haven't necessarily done like too deep of dives on like our Christian roots. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of those sometimes come from... Uh, sex that were very friendly with uh, psychedelics they used to drink mushroom wine like yeah. and that, that that used to be like their church service every sunday and that would be like them praying and meeting god and with them having more of like a 
spiritual, more deepful bond or meaning yeah. with their foods. So there goes like the the alliteration of the connection of fishing, of like being so bored and like you know I find fishing absolutely boring. Yeah. It's the worst thing to do it's for me. It's called fishing. It's not called catching. Exactly. <laughs> but the the excitement that you get when you actually do yeah. catch it. You know, like Luis was saying, like in even in the video game, like you get excited, you get happy. Yeah, the game, it's like three seconds. You just yes. But I can imagine mm-hmm. in real life, you're like, and, and, in real life. Mm-hmm. So I'm with you guys, and for the longest time, I I felt like that as well, and especially as I was younger. Um, but once you get to like a certain level of mastery with it, you can kind of finagle fish out of most bodies of water. But you have to get to that level, and getting to that level can be tiresome and annoying. But it's like learning how to play the guitar. You're going to hate how you sound, like, the first, I don't know, month. hours. Yeah. Like, yeah. month that you're at it. But, you know, then you're going to get that aha moment and be like, oh, shit, I have to show this to my friend. But the aha moment when fishing, you're like, oh, aha, I can feed my family. Yeah. I can feed my tribe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, holy shit, I get to eat another day. Yeah. yeah. So that's with, the aha With inflation with nowadays, baby. Ooh, baby. I mean, uh, yeah. a salmon, you know, like two pounds of salmon can be like 25 bucks. But, you know, like a fishing rod, that's just $30 and you can finagle a lot of pounds of fish what out is of it? that you motherfucker. You can give a man a fish. Yeah. And he can eat for, for a day. day. Mm-hmm. But if you teach a man how to fish. He can eat ass all day. <laughs> couldn't agree more. Phil, what's your... Uh, Number one thing to do this summer. You know, funny enough, you guys are talking about going outside and mm-hmm. enjoying life, getting more of that sunny D in you, the sun rays and whatnot. Like Juan was saying, inflation. Just because we're having fun this summer doesn't mean that we can't put aside what's going to really happen, the foreseeable future. So now, this summer, it's the time to get into real estate, baby. Real estate. If you and a loved one are looking to get a house... Now it's the time to go out and get a loan. Whatever the first bank offers you, take it. High interest rate, the better, baby. Because what better way of commitment than being locked into a 40-year agreement that you can't run away from? And if you don't have the money for that, okay. You don't got a loved one. Okay. That's cool. Go out there. Become real estate. Join an MLM scheme or you know, even better, join a real estate insurance company that says they have a bunch of offices across the country, but you're still meeting in a Denny's parking lot. So start selling subprime mortgage loans. Stop. Start selling subprime mortgages loans. You should be selling health insurance with that kind of shit. With, or even <laughs> health insurance. insurance. Life insurance. House insurance. Real estate, baby. Get your food and get your foot into the door. And if you know what, you don't like working. Okay. You don't like to go after the nine to five work week schedule. Okay. Here's the better thing to do. Uh-huh. Go to a big city, preferably Chicago. Squatter rights, baby. Go out there, find an abandoned home, abandon the projects. Go out there, make that, spur set up, increase the, the uh, community value in that in, in, in that property. And not only would you learn about real estate from the inside, being a squatter, you you know. Increase the GDP of that of that city. If you're a real estate agent, I feel like if I'd call you, I'd be like, "Hey, Phil, are we still on for the five o'clock showing?" You'd be like, "Yeah, I'm actually leaving my office now." And in the background, I'd hear eggs and toast, <laughs> <laughs> and then I would hear a, a slamming on a payphone. <laughs> 
I'd be like, was he at was he at Denny's? Was <laughs> <laughs> he just at Denny's? is that his office? Some did somebody Dog, we know his ass friends? was at Golden Corral. <laughs> at Golden Corral, yeah, their breakfast is fire though. But that's my that's my number one thing to do this summer. Get into real estate. Get into business, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get into fake business. Any form of it, whether you go into real estate or you become a nuisance to that business, be a part of it. Fair enough. What about you, Luis? What's uh, what's your number one thing to do this summer? Yeah, it's definitely not be a squatter. Not be a squatter. <laughs> okay. Definitely not become a homeless person for you, the sake. You don't of- want to get kicked out by the sheriff. Uh, I'd rather not <laughs> get beat up with batons. <laughs> Dragged out. Exactly. Uh, bringing it <laughs> to a, a sense. I don't even know how we move on from that. Uh, no, I'd like to go to a basketball game. Oh, really? oh dope. I'd, I'd like to go That's to cool. the Pfizer Forum or the United Center where the Bulls play. And Didn't they have a shooting like a couple of weeks ago? Uh, they had somebody sex trafficked. What? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, f- I mean, I don't mean to be that guy, but that probably happens more than we like know, you know. Correct. Like, but uh, in Milwaukee, uh, oh, no, yeah, at the most at the most recent playoff run that Milwaukee had against the Celtics, I think it was game but, six was played in Milwaukee at yeah. the Pfizer, and then they brought it back to Boston, and where Boston won. Or no, game seven was at Milwaukee, so it was game five. But what Phil said, it was also right though. There was a shooting in the Deer District, and that. I remember because that was like a day or two before we were gonna go dance out there to some club, and then the oh, girl, yeah. the girls were like, "Oh well, there was a deer sh- or there was a shooting like a block away from where they we got were a curfew so now." Maybe, maybe we should chill out. Dead ass though, they got a curfew now in Milwaukee. Past eleven o'clock, everything on Water Street shuts down to for preventions for the summer now. For, you, because of the shooting. Then when are they? Yeah, I know. A lot Water of, Street was the whole bar area. A, a lot of bar yeah. patrons are pissed off because the car they're supposed to make money, they're going to shut down at 11 yeah. because of curfew. So that's a really good point, that, though. Yeah, what the fuck? Damn. And if you're looking to get drunk, go to the basketball game. Go to the, uh, go to the Pfizer, Forum. Pfizer yeah. Forum. Where you can fuck watch yeah. Giannis Atekinpenko uh-huh. dunk and posterize on everybody. Dude. Uh, Greeks, uh, Greece Pride and Joy. Giannis, Correct. That's exactly how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. He's actually in Greece now, which is kind of funny. Oh. Yeah, dude, he's so like physically impressive. He is the most. Every time you watch him play, he looks like he's gliding out there. Yeah. You know? no. he... One thing I definitely want to say is that I probably enjoy watching basketball now just as much as I enjoy watching soccer. Like over the last, I would say since Lob City Clippers, when I saw like Blake Griffin, and you just see like, holy shit, what are these guys capable of? Like, since then, I was like, oh, my God, like, basketball is completely different. Like, my dad was a big, because he, he came into the country in the 90s. so He, he was a Bulls fan? He was a big Bulls fan. Yeah. Everybody's a Bulls fan. There's pictures of me when I was, like, younger with, like, a, a Michael Jordan. With Michael Jordan basket. Uh, no, I'm sorry, not Michael Jordan basket. With a Michael Jordan jacket on and, like, the Bulls, like, memorabilia. So I would like to take him to a Bulls uh, Bucks game. Oh, that'd be dope. Eventually, just because he grew up as a Bulls fan. What a great son. Um. Hey, I haven't done it yet, so... <laughs> hey, you're thinking about it. You're thinking hey, about it. on paper, you're... It's on my radar. You're thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, maybe, maybe for the next season I could do it. Um, the rest of you sons hear that, you fucking scumbags. <laughs> Father's Day is coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but... That that what are next. you doing for Gino, you scumbag? <laughs> He's <laughs> lucky he can see, you fucking <laughs> asshole. Oh. No, I, I helped yet. him with his surgery. Okay. Not enough. I'm not uh, saying you're an asshole. I'm saying my dad's an asshole. But yeah, I mean, basketball is literally a fucking highlight reel. The int- It's like... Dunk on one end, dunk on, it's just so impressive. Three points. And especially when you see Giannis, who's, you know, like Juan said, such an athletic specimen. Probably the most 
athletic, impressive basketball player of all yeah. time. Like side, well, maybe not all time because there's so many impressive I'm about ones. Just athleticism. Yeah. When it comes to like, if but he, I mean, how how do you come? The NFL doesn't. Does the NFL have a draft? Where well, they, we're just talking about the Bucks at out? the moment. You know, as far as the the, the Bucks roster. Yeah. Yeah. Giannis Papas is. Where they jump like a forty inch or a vertical and stuff. They don't have the and like, like a, the they run line. for speed and stuff. No, but I'm talking about just uh, basketball athleticism. I mean, you say that, dog, but like people have been making that statement about LeBron for 15, 20 years. So how can well, we like? How can we pass along the crown so easily just no, because we saying, see this like new shiny no, toy in Milwaukee? That's not what I'm you know saying. What I'm mean? saying for Milwaukee. I'm not saying recency bias either. I'm saying if you took somebody and you're like, make me a human that is impossible to stop. Like if you took Shaq's fucking strength yeah, 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 and just took all the fat out of it, like you would have Giannis. He Damn. Has, yeah. He is a fucking running bulldozer. And he's like layup. Yeah, he's he's For a real, speedy though. bulldozer. Yeah. When it comes to just yeah. athletes, and you're like, that dude is just from a different breed. Yeah. And especially when you see him when he first got drafted back in like 2000, was it 15? How old was he when he was drafted? He had been 19, 18. He had been 19, yeah. 20, yeah. And I'm just now, saying because you gotta pay respect to. I think now he's 27. What was LeBron coming out of high school like 16? Drafted straight out of high school. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I like. Giannis, I agree with you, and I get your point. I think. I. I'm just saying, like. LeBron's longevity is a different comparison. Even beyond the longevity, dog. Like the athleticism, people said the same things that you're saying about Giannis. Who took for Jordan Spears? Almost two decades. One of these famous basketball players, I think it was Carmelo Anthony. And he or was LeBron doing that at, like, as a teenager, dog. Like yeah. these, like famous guys that, are, like, like we're talking about the Kobe Bryant's, the Carmelo Anthony's, the uh, LeBron James. All these guys got notoriety in high school, right? And one of these guys took Jordan Sparks to keep breathing. Oh no air, shit! No air. Took her to prom. Took took. They asked her to their prom, and she said oh, yes. Shit, who was? So that? it was one of those like famous guys that took Jordan Sparks that were so fucking like. Dude, have you seen this guy dunk? Like, oh. was it Kobe? Or? I think it was Carmelo Anthony. Like, it that I mean, neither neither of us watched that much basketball, though. That's funny. And no air. But um. All right. Uh, while we look this up. Uh, that's really cool, though, dog. Like, I I, I was at my fir- at uh, Pfizer Firm for their first show, and it's a great venue. Very cool venue. Very modern. Uh, what was your number one thing? I know you said you had a one A and a one B. For me, it was it it was it the was fishing. It was the fishing, and I like I already gave you guys a rainbow trout, but I also want to uh, get on the bull and catch myself like a sixty pound carp. Uh, like there's these fish out there that are like swimming boulders, mm-hmm. and when you hook onto them, you literally feel like your rod's gonna break. You feel like your rod's gonna break. You feel like you you hooked a bull and. My- it was a uh, sorry. It was Kobe Bryant. He took Brandy. I told you it was Kobe. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Rest in peace, Brandy Norwood. She was fine, but the Rainbow Trout in Wisconsin though that sounded beautiful. That beautiful deep blue ocean, blue not even blue, ocean but yeah, the lake. That blue water. No, but uh, also I was telling you that carp dog. Like I'm gonna get me one of them sixty pound carps. Feel like I'm riding a bull. I I've hooked onto them twice, but each time I uh, bring them in, my I guess I got to get better at my knot tying because when I try to pull them out of the water, it always rips right in front of me and I don't have the net because I'm not planning on catching a monster like that. 
I'm going out there for like a normal bass and suddenly I hook onto a Frankenstein. Yeah. Fair enough. What about you, Lewis? What did you say that the basketball thing is your number one? Yeah, I would say definitely number one. Um, like I said, I've been enjoying basketball a lot more often now and uh, I think it's a beautiful sport. I don't think... Uh, I think I've been wasting my time watching soccer for so long. What, is, <laughs> what are you playing right now? We're just we're just vibing out, man. We're we're coming to a close, and uh, you know it's it's time we just chill out. Buddy, um, as a natural soccer fan, I'm sure you have a certain biases towards football, but I recommend you don't close I, off from that I sport can't as get well. Into football. I've tried. I've generally tried watching like regular season games yeah. and like try to get invested into my home team, which is the Packers, and I just can't get into it. I had more fun because of you being a Bears fan, watching the Bears fucking fail this last yeah. season. I had more fun just keeping up with the results and being like, God damn, they lost again. Yeah. Like, these guys not fucking win. Can these Bears catch a break? Especially the game where they lost in the fourth quarter. I mean, there you're, was a you're describing game. like half of them. <laughs> there was a specific game where they were leading and then they blew it in the last That's like game. half of them. Yeah. And I was like, what happened? Hey, man, next year, though, Justin Fields, get him, get that get that guy on the field. He's not going to be that great next year, no. His his team like is built to succeed next year. His Their general manager last year had um, built the team in a way that this year's team was going to be owing a lot of money to old players. So this year's team was handicapped from the beginning and had like a very heavy weight around their neck where they had almost $50 million less to spend than on any other year. Mm-hmm. So next year is their year to shine. But this year is essentially going to be like last year. They essentially took a quarterback. Okay. Oh, that sounds really good. Okay. Yeah, didn't the former running back for the, uh, for the Cowboy... Is this volume different? Didn't the former running back for the Cowboy Texas and the Chicago Bears die recently? Uh, at yeah. At thirty-eight. Yeah, Marion. Um, yep, Marion the Barbarian. Marion the Barbarian, rest in peace to Marion Barbarian, and to those his young children. Damn right. Children. Damn right, brother. There we go. Now we got some music. Playing. Damn right, brother bear. Oh, this is nice. This is beautiful. This, this is, is nice. really nice. What is this? Did we just suddenly transport to a jazz lounge? Exactly. The, yeah, the, the I, bear lounge. Can you pass me my cigar, Lewis? Yeah, I had the bruschetta. Bruschetta's over here. Thank you. Ooh, we should end the podcast like this every time. This is beautiful. Oh, yes. Yeah. It sounds really nice. Yes, I like how it yes. sounds very well together. Exactly. We should probably keep talking instead of just focusing on the music. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, that was the top 10 things to do this summer. Brought to you by Hot Bro Summer. Hot Bro Summer. It ain't White Boy Summer. It ain't Hot Girl Summer. It ain't white girl summer. It ain't bad bunny summer. It's a hot bro summer. summer. You know what? Beautiful. Take your bros. Give them a hug. Let them know that you're there for them. Give them them a tug, too, while you're at it. Yeah, give them a tug. Yeah, happy endings are not illegal. hug and tug. Two consenting adults. Yep. And go on on Google, write a review so other bros can know. Review their massages. Exactly. And uh, for you, the viewers at home, go to anywhere you get your podcast and review us and... You exactly. Oh, right. that was a great transition. Beautiful. Wow. Yeah. That's like the virtual version of a rub and tug. Lewis. Five stars. What should the people do with the rest of their week? For the rest of their week, uh, take your vitamins. Not talked about enough. Wake up early. And read. what he means by vitamins is THC and CBD. Exactly. God bless. And uh, um, PCP. PCP while you're at it. MDMA. Exactly. Uh, yeah, read. Do a little bit of reading. I've been doing some more reading lately, and I've loved it. Um, 
I mean, graphic novel in there too. You know, why not X Men Origins? Let's let's read a little bit of hentai. Let's Let's go. (laughs) A little bit of yeah, a little bit of my hero fan fiction. Mm -hmm. Get a little Uh, bit of blood rushing to both hands. Get some Jawi or some Yadari. By the way, for you guys who are like, oh, hentai, you know, like that's the actual categorization of hentai manga. Wait. Uh, like, that, that, that's, a, that's a legit thing about it, yeah. And that's for next week, folks. We're going to talk about all about Japanese <laughs> porn. Yeah, keep uh, keep tuned for next week where we talk about the future of restaurants in 2020, according to Corey Mintz. Mm-hmm. And we'll be talking about... We should... We're going to reach out to a few restaurant managers and talk to them. And ask them what their favorite hentai is. Ask them if they prefer octopus or calamari hentai. I'm more of <laughs> a calamari guy. Yeah, I agree. I like to think like the calamari white tentacles. Yeah. You know, your mind can color those in whatever color you want. Them exactly. Uh, Phil, any closing statements? No, just stay safe, stay positive, enjoy the summertime, eat food, lots of drinks. Juan. Have a carne asada, ladies and gentlemen. Honestly, what's what's more beautiful than a little bit of meat or beef on your plate and a cold beer on a summer night? Honestly, literally, think about it. It's one of the most beautiful pleasures in life. Have that more often. Have that more often. God bless. God bless Hell America. Yeah. With that being said, thank you everybody for listening. Share, review, like, follow us on all socials in the description. And we will see you all next week. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Let's start over. God damn.